Hey everyone, and welcome to the Rooted Rhythms podcast of North Raleigh Christian Academy. I'm your host, Josh Leonard, and I'm so glad you joined us for today's show. This podcast gives us the regular opportunity to sit down with people from all stages and walks of life, hearing their stories and the ways God has worked both in and through their lives. We pray that these conversations would encourage each of us to establish the rhythms of our lives to be rooted in the truth of the gospel and seek to point others back to Jesus. If any Christian would be honest with themselves, there would be some point in their journey where they had to personalize their faith in a way yep. to where something happened. It may not have been major. It may not have been earth shattering, but there's something to where like, is this really for me? Today, we are joined by a familiar voice in the lives of our students and families here at NRCA. Dr. Mitch Evans has over 20 years of teaching experience in Christian education. He holds his Doctorate of Education from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, where he studied the relationship between biblical worldview and Christian education, and he currently serves as our 12th grade Bible teacher. With this background and experience, he is uniquely gifted to bring a great perspective on this current cultural moment into our conversation today. In the constant influx of content in our world today, we often hear different words and phrases on repeat. We hear them so often that their true definitions become lost in different translations that are dictated by various circumstances. One of these words is deconstruction. What is deconstruction? Is there a way to deconstruct well, or is this a conversation and topic that I should avoid entirely? In today's episode, Dr. Evans and I take some time to try and solidify a strong definition of the word deconstruction, as well as talk through some practical, healthy, and biblical ways that deconstruction can be done well. So with that, let's get into it. Good to have you with us here today, Dr. Mitch Evans, Senior Bible Teacher, Apologetics and Ethics here at North Raleigh Christian Academy. Thanks for joining us. It's good to be here. I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. We've been uh, talking about this for a while of trying to get you on and, and have this conversation that that I'm excited to have about deconstruction and, and what it means and what it looks like in the life of a believer. Uh, before we jump into that conversation, I'd love for you to take a, an opportunity just to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about you. Yeah, my name is uh, Mitch Evans. I'm married to my wife, Dawn. Uh, we're going on about uh, 19 years here in a month or so. Uh, we've got three kids. Uh, one is a senior. Uh, we're not sure where she's going to end up. Uh, next year, still working on that. And then I've got two middle school boys. Uh, so our life is pretty busy uh, with that. And I am originally from the great state of Florida. And I think we went to the same university, maybe. The greatest the university greatest. here the in the university US of A. Yes. Of Florida. The University of Florida. Go Gators. Go Gators. Always and forever. Yes, absolutely. Well, today we are going to jump in uh, right into this conversation about about deconstruction. And I think this is a, a word that we hear often, uh, not only in our circles, uh, potentially in our Christian circles, mm-hmm. but also a word that we're hearing often uh, through different digital mediums, their digital platforms, social media. And I think in those conversations, uh, the description or the definition of what deconstruction truly means it it varies and in that there's been some confusion I know we've had a lot of conversations even here on campus of of what that word means Mm -hmm. if it's something that needs to be completely avoided if it's something that needs to be completely leaned into do I need to straggle that line here and and that's a conversation that I think is a a worthwhile one to potentially initiate even here uh, hopefully to expand beyond this podcast into our our social circles as well Uh, so if you would Mitch tell me a little bit about how you you would define deconstruction. 
Yeah, it's just simply coming from the standpoint of evaluating what you believe and why. Uh, we live in a generation to where authority isn't just easily accepted. And, you know, students are not going to just simply take someone's word for it. They want to get into the meaning behind it and right. and kind of just own their own information a little bit, their own understanding of things. Um, not so much that we think that they are making their own truth, but they just want to know the rhymes behind the reasons, so uh, so forth. That's exactly right. Yeah, I, I, that's something that I think we see a lot here at, at NRCA and in working in student ministry for a long time mm-hmm. is I think that, that this generation especially is one that really wants to, to ground its feet in truth, and they're searching for what that truth really is in the midst of a culture where, where truth is just coming from all angles. Mm-hmm. And when I say truth in that instance, I mean uh, everybody's right. truth, a, a lot of variance in, in what that truth is. And so for them, it's where can I ground my feet with with assurance in what I know to be true. I love this this quote um, or this description from, from Michael Kruger who talks about deconstruction, and, and he actually uses the adjective of reforming deconstruction, which is what I'd love to use as, as we kind of initiate some conversation about this today, where he says, in reforming deconstruction, what individuals are doing is they're looking at the faith that we have inherited, and they're breaking down parts that are secondary or potentially culturally influenced, and then rebuilding up their faith according to the person of Jesus mm-hmm. as expressed in Scripture. And and I love that because I think they're, they're highlighting a twofold aspect to deconstruction, where I think there's sometimes this fear that deconstruction immediately leans uh, or leads to deconversion or walking mm-hmm. away from the faith. And instead, he's saying, no, 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 deconstruction is simply this, this first part of it, right. where there's then this secondary part where you are rebuilding your faith according to who the Bible says you are and the life that Jesus has called you to. So when, and when I say that, what are kind of some of your thoughts immediately jumping out from You know, that? you open up with uh, the phrase like an inherited faith, and, and there's so much about Christianity and in, in all religions actually to where a lot of people are thinking that our religion is just simply culturally reform just we are we're just assimilating to what we grew up in if we grew up in one part of the nation we would be one type of religion if we grew up in another we would be this and so when we think about this inherited faith we think about just what are we assuming from how we grew up that's right and so if you think about you know going back to our gator backgrounds there there there's certain things about why i'm a gator fan that i haven't really like thought about like why am I? I am because my dad was, because mm-hmm. my grandparents were, because that's just how I grew up. But I never made an actual decision to become a fan of a certain university. And I think we take we take Christianity the same way, yeah. to where we are just simply assuming what our parents brought us up in, and then when we find that these things are rubbing against our felt lives, we're now having to have questions. Okay, which is the right thing, what my parents taught me or what my culture is teaching me or anything like that. So when we're seeing these rubs, now we're coming to this thing like, okay, is what I inherited genuine? Is what I inherited foundational? And then that's where we're seeing some of these elements come into play. And I think the second thing you talked about there is these secondary issues. Yeah. You know, what are we going to focus on here and where we see deconstruction I think go wrong so many times is when we make minor things major yep and we lose the focus on that and so that you know we'll get into this probably later in the podcast there like how do we make it to where we end up leaning back into Jesus there we're gonna have guardrails on that but those are the elements of that that 
definition that I just love, and we can hang our hats on those. For sure, yeah. And and I think I want to kind of launch off to something you said in here because there's an immediate question, I think, that comes in, in what you were just saying where uh, I think some of our listeners, and, and especially even myself, maybe even just as recently as, as five or six years ago, would have said, well, well why, even, why even initiate into this conversation? Mm-hmm. Why, why would we, if I grew up in a Christian home, if I grew up with, with Christian parents, as I did, mm-hmm. why would I even uh, initiate into a, a conversation about deconstruction or start to think about these things uh, when I already have a base faith in Jesus? You know, you, you and I grew up uh, similarly generationally where we grew up in households where uh, the Bible said it so that so it's true right my my parents said it so it's true and I think in those types of mindsets we begin to ask ourselves well why would we why would we even talk about deconstruction why wouldn't we sweep this idea under the rug mm-hmm. because there's a, a quote unquote risk of of somebody walking away from the faith if mm-hmm. they were to in fact initiate or, or engage in this idea of deconstruction. What would you say to somebody who asks a question like that? Yeah, it's a good question. A couple of things there is I mean you gotta look at it that the generation that we grew up in was a relatively safe generation. Like in that we did not deal with a lot of crises that our students are having to face. And so it was easy to be a Christian back in the in in the time we grew up with it just everything like fit everything was fine there wasn't a problem but if you look at what's going on around the world today and yeah. you're like okay we have this concept of, of Christianity and like this idea of peace and 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 good things happening and then what's going on in the world with crises with famines with with pandemics with wars mm-hmm. there's a difference yeah and something isn't jiving in many of our students' minds between the Christianity that has been taught to them and what they see echoed out, playing out in reality. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is anytime someone faces a crisis, there's gonna be questions. Right. We probably were er, inoculated from that a little bit to where we were protected, um, to where we didn't have the crises on the macro scale that our students are. But I think if any Christian would be honest with themselves, there would be some point in their journey where they had to personalize their faith in a way yep. to where something happened. It may not have been major. It may not have been earth shattering, but there's something to where like, is this really for me? Right. And so maybe we didn't have the terms for it for deconstruction back then, but I would almost argue every Christian has gone through this in a way to where they just have to go through. Okay. Is what I was taught really for me? And so when we see this idea of all these crises that these students are dealing with, they're asking questions. Yep. They are asking questions, and then we need to be ready to give answers for that. And I think that's the hard part of it. And so from our generation, we think it as an attack on, on who we are and our authority. Hmm. Where, they, where the students in, in this generation, they are simply trying to understand the why yep. behind things. And we need to see that it's not an attack on us. It's not a rebelling against us, that they're trying to really figure out how does what I've been taught fit with what's really going on. Yeah, that's it's so good when when you say that. I think that's that's fascinating to me to think through this uh, this idea of of the things that they're walking through in their life on on this macro scale, this this worldwide uh, worldview that they're looking at, and the things that are happening and that they're seeing not only you know on the news or maybe within their current circumstance, but even things that are curated from from their phones, mm-hmm. right? Things that are just uh, being shown in a specific way with a particular bent, and all of these things are are pushing one way or another. 
other mm-hmm. and often in different directions. And and that's confusing. It, it creates this soft ground, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a foundation that, that doesn't feel firm by any means. And yet they're they're trying to find their way to this solid footing. And I, I think we see in not only just kind of these these crises, but I would even add to to some of these questions. I'd, even just as as recently as as today, I had a question from from a student that um, I feel like we say the age old question. Right. But but the why do bad things happen mm-hmm. to good people? Right. Uh, how do I we talked about this on an earlier podcast with uh, Marquise of. Uh, how do we show show truth uh, with love mm-hmm. when I have friends who are wrestling with with all types of things? Right. What do I do in an instance when myself or or a loved one is wrestling with their sexuality? Right. How do I walk through these circumstances in and reconcile it with with the faith that I hold? And and they want the details to mm-hmm. that. They want the details to that understanding and not just this like, well, it's this or it's not this. Right. And so all of a sudden we're we're in a place where we have to be ready for that. Yeah. We have to be ready to, as, as parents, as leaders, uh, even as young people who are, are engaging with other people in their circles, you, you want to be ready to have that conversation. And in some ways you want to be ready to say, you know what? I'm, I'm still thinking through that. Mm -hmm. And, and there's a level of, of humility and, and vulnerability that comes with that. Right. When you say, you know what? I, I don't have all the answers. And I think there's also even some hesitation on yeah. on the part of believers to say that because you almost think that when I say, you know what, I don't know, you, you're almost like lessening the power of the word of God. Like you feel that way Correct. in your heart, right? Like if I say, I just, I don't know about that. You think like, no, I have to know. And then all of a sudden we, we err on this side of certainty that's not actually rooted in anything, exactly. which is really difficult to, to do with that. And so- let me ask this question. I think that'll lead us into uh, kind of where we want to go on um, what it looks like to deconstruct well. Uh, in these questions, in the midst of these circumstances where we're looking at, at different areas of our life and, and we're wrestling with these questions, how can we deconstruct in a way that, that we build up a true biblical response to these questions as opposed to either walking away from the faith entirely or simply just saying, well— it's true or it's not true, mm-hmm. right? We're just kind of throwing up our hands and and not engaging in in the work that it takes to do that. What are some What are some practical ways we can we can deconstruct well that rebuilds this biblical foundation for us? I think you got to look at it from a couple of angles. First, you know, from the one who's going through the deconstruction, but motive is is, is key here. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? Are we doing this in a genuine manner of like I am? authentically asking questions because I genuinely want to know, or are we doing this to be, you know, rebel against some sort of authority, be a parent, be a church, be at school, be at whatever, you know, what is your reasons why? Because the skeptic will never be answered in a way, you know, there's always going to be, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? But what about this? And we keep moving on. But the one that's genuinely wanting to search through that, those are the ones where we can deconstruct well Hmm. and we, we can help them, uh, in that journey. So the one that's that's going to just be pushing back for the sake of pushing back, it's a different story. That's right. You know, we're going to have a, a different spirit about that. Um, but you said it well. And so on the second side of that, you know, how do we as ministry leaders, as spiritual leaders, engage with the one who's deconstructing? There is an aspect of humility mm-hmm. that that's huge. And something that I try to bring into my classroom to where like, I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. But I can't just necessarily cliche it by saying, but Jesus does, and you have to trust him. Mm-hmm. 
and it sounds again like you said so hard to say but that's the reality of it and we have to have patience we cannot just simply throw platitudes out there and just you know quote quote romans eight twenty eight at them and just you know all this type of stuff because that's not going to land well that's right it's going to take some time it's going to take some effort and a lot of people that are undergoing deconstruction have to work through multiple issues and so uh, one thing in um, in a book set adrift uh, that Sean McDowell just recently put uh, put out, he describes it as you know like being lost at sea and you're like out on the shores there and coming into a fog to where like okay you've got a decision to make um, if you go one way you're going to end up in shore if you go another way you know, you're going to end up out at sea um, lost for there and it, his point is like no matter when you find out the direction you want to go there's still work to get back to shore mm-hmm. you're not going to necessarily like be okay i'm good you still have to do the leg work and another thing that as leaders we have to accept is in going back with this analogy is you might not end up back at the same place you were hmm. you might end up in a different denominational setting you might end up somewhere differently spiritually than your parents or or, or in a different type of church setting and we have to be willing to say like that's okay. The spectrum of Christianity is bigger than one denomination. Yeah. And so we have to, you know, entrust in the Holy Spirit that as long as they end up back at Orthodox Christianity, then it's a deconstruction gone well. Yes. And and do me a favor, if you will, when you say Orthodox Christianity, will you just like flesh that out a little bit? Yeah. And and it's going to mean different things to different people. Um but when we had this act of, of Orthodox Christianity, just the basic fundamentals of Christianity, like we talked about earlier in the episode, between secondary and primary issues That's there, right. just the key things, you know, as Paul talks about, that Christ came, died for our sins, buried and rose again, and, you know, believe on him and to be saved. And so when you get in those basics of who God is, who Jesus is, why he came, why he died, and what I must do to be saved, that's, you know— where we want to land there. And then we can start working our way back into these other secondary issues of then from that, what does it mean to love our neighbor? What does it mean to, you know, deal with these cultural issues? But when we had that foundation of who Jesus is, what he did for us, and then we can get into how we should live after that. That's man. That's so good. I, I love that you, you brought up Sean McDowell too, that he's, uh, he actually in, uh, I'm not sure if he mentions it in, in that book or if I heard him speak it at a different event. Um, but he, he used the phrase that that's, that's commonly known out of Proverbs of, of, uh, the dross from silver, right? That we're sifting out the dross mm-hmm. of our life. And, and in Proverbs 25, it says, take away the dross from the silver and the Smith has material for a vessel. And he uses that analogy to say like these secondary things that we're talking about is is that dross right mm-hmm. it's that stuff that we're supposed to pull from from the silver there or from our life that brings us back to that very foundational piece that you're talking about there mm-hmm. and in in the midst of that with with these students and and even adults when we're talking about deconstruction i think there's there's this wrestling or this tension between the words faith and and doubt mm-hmm. and and i and sean mcdowell actually quotes this in another area where he says to to not equate knowledge with faith mm-hmm. that that your faith is contingent on your pure knowledge which is a lot of what we've just been talking about and with that he also says but also don't equate doubt with unbelief yeah where just simply as you're you're wrestling with uncertainty or, or not knowing everything means that that you can't possibly 
possibly be be a true and authentic follower of Jesus because because now you're wrestling with mm-hmm. with doubt there and and that's even helpful I think for me as as a believer for for a long time now right where we're go we go through these seasons where sometimes circumstances bring about mm-hmm. these these seasons of doubt maybe it's a, a particular issue that we're wrestling with or or a relationship that we're in but these seasons of doubt can the enemy can sometimes use to twist our yeah. minds to begin to believe that well now you're walking away mm-hmm. all these things you say you believe in you must not really believe in those because you're questioning them you're doubting them so can you really deconstruct which makes me makes me wonder in this conversation we're having about the the not even wonder but really lean into the the value that deconstruction can have in the life of a believer if the enemy's like well maybe you should just stay over here yeah. instead of leaning into these questions that may bring you to a greater understanding of who you're really called to be as a follower of Jesus. Yeah, and and doubt is a funny word and, and it's gotten some bad you know, press with, with Christians there like, oh, you shouldn't doubt, you shouldn't do this. And That's just, right. you, you just have to believe, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, one thing I talk about with my students is, is you have two types of doubts. You have doubt that's unresolved and you have doubt that's resolved. That's right. And so when you think about it, okay, if I doubt something and then I put in the legwork to go figure out what it is, you know, what, be it whatever issue, I now have a more solid faith than I did before. Mm hmm. I now have a greater understanding. I've wrestled with questions. I've wrestled with issues. I've looked at pros and cons, both sides of it. And now when I understand this, I have a very, very good foundation. It's the unresolved doubt that we have to worry about. That's right. That's the one that where you're going to end up, you know, walking away from a particular faith. When that, And there's just countless stories of that to where people had a certain view of God and they came with questions mm-hmm. and they left with no answers. Yep. And I mean, Richard Dawkins is an example, even Charles Darwin's example of people that had these preconceived ideas that when they went to people with, hey, here's what I'm struggling with. They were either told just non-solid answers or were told even worse, good Christians don't question. Mm. And we see the effects of that and all, all throughout culture. And, there, and I just gave two examples of many. And so as Christians, we can't be afraid of doubt. We can't be afraid of questions, knowing that if done rightly can bring us back to a stronger faith. That's so good. And that's a perfect launching point into this last question that I want to ask you here when you use this phrase that if done rightly. And so when we talk about what it looks like to to doubt well or to deconstruct well, what are some of those those guardrails that mm-hmm. we talked about earlier in the episode that that we need to have in place in order to to do that well? What does that look like in the life of, of a believer who's wrestling in the midst of those seasons? I think uh, two things minimum that, that jump out to mind. Number one, you can't go this alone. Yeah, you just cannot just throw this to the wind at YouTube and Google and expect to get you know good answers. You've got to walk through this with someone with a trusted mentor that you know is going to love you and to to steer you truthfully and honestly. And so this is something to where you've got to find a teacher, a parent, someone that you trust and that um, can invest in you. And then secondly, and probably most importantly, evidence shows that the view of the Bible. How you treat the Bible as God's word is the number one indicator on where deconstruction ends up. Mm-hmm. That if you are doubting the, the authenticity, authenticity of God's word, that's going to lead you one way. But if you go in knowing, okay, this is God's word. And there's a lot of evidence for it that there is. I mean, that, so that's going to be a, a whole nother books have been written about that. But if you can just say, like, I trust that this is God's word, even though I might not understand, even though I might not believe. But if I start with that foundation, yep. then 
it can work to lead you to strengthen. Because, I mean, that's, uh, that's the power of the Word of God there. And so if we have someone that can lead you through it, and then, again, starting with the foundation that this is God's Word of a God who loves us, that cares about us, that has revealed himself to us and his nature, and how we can have right relationship with him, then that will walk us down the road. That's so good, and, and I think that's such a, a great encouragement for, for us as followers of Jesus at, at any level, student, adult, whether you've been walking with Jesus for, for a long time or a recent Christian, there are going to be these seasons yeah. where where you're wrestling with something you don't quite understand, and I love what you said there at the beginning. I think it's something that, that we emphasize often here at NRCA, in our local churches especially, the, the need for those around us, the need for the body of Christ to mm-hmm. come alongside one another in these seasons. And it and it doesn't have to be this this commotion of of all these people have to know, right? I love yeah. that you said it. Even as this single mentor that you're walking through this conversation with, maybe it's a small group of friends, but it's people who are allowing you the space to wrestle yeah. and are able to speak truth in the midst of that conversation, as opposed to simply just allowing your mind to kind of bounce things in between different areas yeah. uh, without any truth being spoken into that. So I love how you worded those and you're absolutely right. Just rooting that into the truth of God's word is foundational for mm-hmm. these conversations here. So our prayer here for, for this conversation, I really appreciate you uh, Mitch coming in and, and having this conversation with us on, on deconstruction. The, the prayer here as with all of our podcasts is that this conversation isn't exhaustive, but that it yeah. launches us into a conversation with those people in our circles, uh, whether that's, something that we're wrestling with or simply just I'd like to know more about what this looks like in in my life where are maybe some of the places that I'm taking secondary issues and making them primary issues where are the blind spots in my life that I don't see simply because I've just developed a routine and I'm comfortable in the midst of it and so hopefully those are conversations that we're able to have as we launch out of this episode here before we close uh, we always ask our, our guests that come in uh, to have the last word we want to give you the last word that can center on deconstruction it can center on any other topic or word of encouragement that you might have for our listeners so with that i'll shoot it over to you yeah just you know in this conversation uh well just we have a reasonable faith and i think a lot of people want to put off you know faith versus reason faith versus facts with all that type of stuff but we have a faith that is reasonable we have a faith that is grounded in history grounded in truth and we shouldn't be scared of questions that's right we should you know be firm in the fact that Jesus says, I am the truth. And if we can just, you know, lean into that and engage in questions that are honest, engage in questions that are truthful in ways that are going to push us to understand more of who he is. And as we do that, he's going to reveal more of who he is to us. That's right. And it's going to lead us to a greater relationship with him. That's right. Well, praise the Lord for that, Mitch. Thank you again for joining us here on the Rooted Rhythms podcast. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this conversation between myself and Dr. Mitch Evans as we sought to begin the conversation on our understanding of deconstruction. As always, our prayer is not that these episodes would be exhaustive in content, but rather that we would be encouraged to think well about these topics and engage in fruitful discussion with our community of people around us. May we root these conversations in the truth of God's word and continue to seek to be obedient to who he has called us to be. The Rooted Rhythms podcast is a production of North Raleigh Christian Academy. I want to give a huge shout out to all of those who make each episode possible. Engineered and edited by Jason Pizzino. Produced and written by Josh Leonard. Thank you to Tiffany Benson and Zachary Roberts who serve on our content team. 
theme song written and recorded by NRCA alum Graham Tudor. If you don't want to miss out on all future episodes, subscribe to the Rooted Rhythms podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can also follow at NRCA Student Life on Instagram to not miss any updates on upcoming episodes. If you have any questions or comments related to today's episode, please feel free to reach out to us at podcast at nrcanights.com. <laughs>